you're tuned to Claire FM and this is Beyond Belief. Well, today marked the start of Holy Week, sometimes called the Great Week. One of those key moments in our church's year when we celebrate the great mysteries of the passion, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we're just going to take uh, a few minutes on the programme now uh, with the help of our colleague from the Church of Ireland, Stephen Fletcher, to talk a little bit about some of the ceremonies that are coming up uh, this week and uh, the journey that we're making. So Stephen, in the Church of Ireland community today, did you celebrate Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion and how did you mark that? We did. We celebrated it with the Passion, the full Gospel Passion reading, rather than just the Palms, Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, the point was made that too easy if people can just go straight from the triumphal entry straight to the resurrection uh, Mm -hmm. without uh, realising everything in between. So we did have the full uh, yes. the full gospel of the passion. That's it. Uh, what we call uh, what, what what they call it around our part of the world the long gospel. Indeed, the, the long Indeed. gospel, and particularly this year because this year we were reading from Luke's account of the yes. passion, which is which is the longest of the three that we read on Palm Sunday. So we had Luke's account of the passion today, and we probably had the blessing of the palms in many churches, and the triumphant entry into Jerusalem marked. And I suppose, as I always do, I remind people that those voices that shouted Hosanna on Palm Sunday were the same voices and the same people uh, that said crucify, crucify him on Good Friday. Yeah. So, so really the journey that we make this week is is all our journey and it's the story that we have between rejoicing and despair, between death and life, between sinfulness and freedom and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So our, our, one of the first big events of the week of Holy Week I think for us is the Chrism Mass which mm. for us takes place uh, traditionally it used to take place on Holy Thursday or Maundy Thursday morning but for us it takes place this week, this year on the Wednesday mm. evening at half past seven uh, here in the cathedral in Ennis and that's a diocesan event yeah. uh, where we bless the oils that will be used in the celebration of the sacraments and the priests of the diocese renew their commitment uh, to priestly yes. service so they're the two events that happen at that you have a similar service in, in the church and, and ours is, is on Thursday yes. and uh, the chrism service then unusually really it's going to be held in Ennis in, okay. in St Columbus oh, the, St Columbus here the on bishop, yeah the bishop has uh, uh, suggested and invited uh, the parish to hold the service so okay. all the clergy and readers so it's the ministers the lay and ordained will yes. come and they will renew their ordination uh, and licensing vows that they did. Also, we open it to the congregation to repeat their the baptism uh, uh, vows as well. So that will also be done on Thursday and and afterwards uh, uh, there'll be uh, refreshments. I I know that features very much as part of the Holy Saturday Great Vigil of Easter for us, but that connection between the events of this week and our baptism is very much underlined in every Christian tradition and every Christian Mm. community. We are baptised into the death of Christ so as we can rise Mm. with him again. Yeah, and it's everyone reaffirming uh, what mm. they're about, be they priest or, or layperson or just a member of the congregation. So yes. it's an important important service mm. for us. And I do think it's an important connection, um, you know, in the sense that 
we're not celebrating these events, the, the passion, the death and the resurrection of Jesus simply as an anniversary or as a commemoration. We're actually trying to connect them to our own lives. And I, I always think sometimes when people come to church, whatever their tradition, whatever their denomination at this time of year, you can't simply be an onlooker. You can't simply no. be a... You have to fully participate and we enter do. into the We events. always have to relate it to ourselves mm. and our lives today, don't we? Everything yes. that we do, really, you mm. know, in preaching and in liturgy, it has to really be rooted back to uh, what people mm. are, are, are doing and uh, believing now. Yes, and I, and I think that's very important that we we do connect to, to people's experience. And that's why I think these services in many ways are, are so meaningful, because people can, can see themselves in it. And it's not simply about the spiritual and the heavenly. It's also about the real and the natural sure, as well. Sure. We used to talk about somebody one time that he was so heavenly minded he was no earthly good. <laughs> I, I, I often think that can, you know, that we can fall into the trap of of being consumed with piety and devotion Indeed. and and yet if they're not changing and challenging us and how we live yes. it doesn't make a Indeed. difference. Indeed and then in the evenings we, mm. we will then at 7 o'clock uh, we'll have a tenebrae service which okay. I must be honest and say that's something I've never taken part in before. It's, it sounds a bit Catholic to it's me. In fact, in fact <laughs> I, I, have, I regret to inform you Stephen it's actually very Catholic or it was very Catholic and, and in, fact, we, I, in fact I have come across it nowhere certainly locally mm. um, I, I know some monastic communities and and so on I would have heard of them using mm. it and some but more traditional th- This parishes. was introduced into our parish this year mm-hmm. by the priest in charge who is the former dean of Limerick okay. uh, the very reverend Maurice Sir yes. and so he's introduced that yes. and, uh, and so it will be interesting we will have seven candles we will have yes. seven readings and, and it's a, a whole tenebrae means uh, darkness yes. doesn't it? Yes, and so the, the, yes. after each of the readings, we uh, we extinguish, extinguish one of the t- candles yes. until we're in total darkness, it and then the bell is, is rung. Yes, yeah. yes, it's actually a beautiful. And then there's that thing where they where they bang down the book of scriptures, isn't it? And I they make a big bang. I don't know whether I hope we'll I didn't do that. Damage anything when I did that? <laughs> Have we or gone off here? close the book. We're not gone yeah, off here. I, I, anyway, I, I can still I, hear uh, I, I don't know. Yes. The, the, I will know yes. more after mm. after Thursday. But it, but that's a theme that runs through many of the liturgies of Holy Week, the contrast between light mm. and darkness. Certainly for us, that's the key element of the Easter vigil. Um, you know, the lighting of yeah, the Paschal yeah, fire. Yeah, the fire. So, so you have that tenebrae service on Holy Thursday evening while we have the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. So in most parishes around the diocese, that will happen sometime on Thursday evening. Very few parishes would have a Mass on Thursday morning, for example. Um, in fact, I think they're not supposed to. They're supposed to leave it free for the Chrism Mass, which we have on Wednesday evening. But so we have the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper, and we have that wonderful ritual in many places of the washing of the feet. Mm. Um, which highlights the notion and the connection between Eucharist yeah. and service. service yeah. uh, people are often surprised when they go to that Mass that the reading is not the story of the Last Supper, but the reading of the Gospel is always the story of Jesus washing mm. the disciples' feet. Yeah. So that's what we underline there. And then moving on to Good Friday in Ennis, we will have a reflection at 12 noon. But looking over at uh, St Mary's Cathedral in Limerick, it's really rather exciting, I think. They have an ecumenical way of the cross which begins in St. John's 
Catholic, Catholic cathedral, uh, yes. cathedral mm-hmm. and they walk to St Mary's Cathedral. Oh. So that sounds uh, very good. Yes. It's good to see, you know, the coming together of the congregations there and, and the celebration. And, and that happens in a number of places around the country in, in terms of... Um, that happens in, I, I know, in Dublin and Cork and a few other places, that ecumenical coming together on Good Friday especially because that great event of the crucifixion and the death of Christ is is, is really at the heart and the core of, of all our beliefs and so on and it is the one thing that brings us all together. Um, we have that solemn celebration of the Lord's Passion usually at 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, where we have the veneration of the cross as the means and the instrument of our salvation. Uh, the Stations of the Cross as well also feature for us very much mm. on Good Friday. Uh, I, there's a tradition in Clock Lee, I know, of an outdoor Stations of the Cross where they, where they have them outside, but many churches would have them in the evening as well. Yeah, and we actually, back in Kiki, we have outdoor stations as well, weather permitting, of course, where we journey uh, through, the, through the town. Um, okay, and that's at what stations. time, Jerry? That's at three, our public stations are three, and then we have the ceremony, the Lord's Passion in the evening. Okay, yeah. okay. Because one of the things, I, I, there was a time here, of, I mean, we all remember, when everything closed down on Good Friday, Good mm. Friday was a dreary mm. and a dull. And the pubs and, uh, were shut. And the pubs were shut. God be with the days when the pubs were only open <laughs> 363 days a year instead of 364. Um, don't write in publicans. I'm just remarking on it. I'm not making any comment. One way. But the pubs used to be shut on Good Friday. The television and the radio, they all played solemn music. It was almost as if this spirit of Good Friday pervaded every aspect. But of course now it's a normal working day. Most people are going to work. So the notion of having a three o'clock service or ceremony doesn't suit people as much anymore, maybe. Now, most parishes continue to have the three o'clock ceremony because uh, it's, as they say, the ninth hour and so on and so forth when the veil of the temple was torn in two. Um, One of the other things, of course, is that centrality of the cross on Good Friday evenings, as you say, in some places they'll have that service of the Passion. But in other places, and I know here in the Cathedral, and I know we're doing it in Tulla this year as well, the prayer around the cross, the Taze-style prayer around the cross. We have a number of young people from St. Joseph's Secondary School in Tulla heading off to Taze next week with Father Jerry Carey. And um, we're having that Taze prayer around the cross. I don't know if you've experienced it, Stephen. But, yeah. in, uh, certainly Taze services and, and yes. uh, from uh, the parish in, uh, in St. Albans Yes. Uh, I'm also connected with. We have people, young people going over every yeah. year. Mm. There's a pilgrimage over to Teze. And so it's, it's a strong, getting it, a strong Yes, and of tradition. course Teze is an ecumenical community. It's a, it's a community of people from various different Christian traditions who come together. And, and therefore it would have resonance for, for all of us. Uh, but it is, I suppose, a style of prayer that seems these days to particularly appeal to young people. Uh, I know that Father Jerry Carey here in Ennis has a very strong group that meets regularly uh, in the Church of Our Lady in Ross Levin. And as a form of prayer, I suppose in a, in a time when our young people's lives are preoccupied with screens and activity and, and all of that kind of thing, this is one of the few places mm. where they can sit and be quiet mm. and reflect. There's and a simplicity the, about it. There's a simplicity mm. about the chants and the hymns. So, mm. the, so keep an eye out for those. 
Um, Holy Saturday. Now, I don't know about you, Cherry, but one of the things we all love to hear as clergy at this time of the year is, Sure, Father, this is your busy time. <laughs> <laughs> it used to, our late colleague, the God rest him, Father Jimmy Power, it used to annoy him greatly when people would say, Tim, this yeah. is your busy time, Father. And he'd say, you swear we were doing nothing for the other 51 weeks of the year. <laughs> Um, Holy Saturday then uh, a different day of course it's a day of waiting a day of watching Yes, I know the readings from the Office of Readings in the, in the Prayer of the Church are very much about uh, watching and waiting at the tomb uh, Yes the we, we have nothing in the West Clare parishes on Easter Saturday okay. uh, the uh, Cathedral has a morning prayer not a Eucharist a morning prayer at yes. 10.30 so okay. it is very much you know uh, waiting and anticipating yes. really Now of course we break into that uh, in the Catholic yeah. tradition with the great Vigil of Easter. Now, Jerry, take us through the Vigil of Easter. I'm going to put you on the spot now. People, See, one of the things I always say about this is people encounter these ceremonies once a year and they've forgotten by the right. time they come round again. Yeah. So, well, I suppose one of the key things I think about the Saturday Vigil uh, next Saturday night uh, in our churches is that um, now it's moved on because of the time uh, of the year that it's in, but the, the, it's the whole idea of the symbol, symbols that we use of going from darkness into light. Mm-hmm. That it's reminding us of this is what we're celebrating as Christians. That we we go from the darkness of the death of Good Friday and the crucifixion into the brightness of the resurrection of the Lord. So it all starts with that service of light, the Easter fire, the Easter candle. And that's the very first part of it. That's the very first part mm. of it. Um, also, one of the key things that is in that uh, liturgy is the uh, going back to the roots, I suppose, to the <coughs> Exodus, mm-hmm. to the story of the freeing of the uh, Jewish people from captivity in Egypt and their crossing of the Red Sea. And that whole symbolism, again, is, mm. you know, echoed and mirrored in the resurrection of Jesus and in what we try to do as well on that night by renewing our baptismal vows and being blessed mm-hmm. by water again that that whole thing of being refreshed and uh, renewed so they're, the, they're they're kind of if you if you go to your Easter vigil that's what you'll encounter are those four key moments the light the word the water and the Eucharist and and that all is that culmination it's that movement over that night waiting for the resurrection to happen now and and that's something I'm familiar with because having a a Catholic wife Mm -hmm. our usual uh, Easter is for me to join her on the vigil yes and then her to come with me to our Easter day on Easter day so I'm very familiar with the Easter Vigil and, mm. and in uh, in the parish in Boxmore in, in Hertfordshire yes. where uh, we go, you know, there's a huge bonfire. And the Paschal candle is carried into, into a water. dark church and all our candles are lit from that, you know, mm. and it, the light floods back into the church. Yes. It's a very powerful imagery. It is, it is. And, uh, and those things speak to us. I mean, I, I think uh, particularly because... I suppose if we're practicing our faith regularly and attending our churches and our parish communities, we become familiar with the style and a routine of worship. But then this great week, as we call it, the Holy Week, 
we're, we're, we're drawn out of that into a new and exciting way of looking at things. And one of the things, of course, that has become very prolific, certainly in, in parishes all over County Clare, is, is the idea of Easter dawn. Um, you know, there's that ancient tradition, the notion that the sun danced at dawn on Easter Day. Um, so we have all of these services. Now, of course, one of the things about the moving on of the clocks is that the, all the Easter dawn messes and dawn services are at an ungodly hour of the morning of half four or five o'clock or something. Well, I've decided in Kilkee anyway, the dawn mess is going to be at seven o'clock in the morning Whether at the bandstand. It, well, it'll be, bri- no matter it'll be when, well bright by then. No, the matter, one, no matter when the sun comes no up. No matter when the sun comes up, it's only dawn in Kilkee but at seven a.m. <laughs> but yeah. there's go- I mean, it's, we have a marvellous setting for it because have, we're, we're down there at the bandstand and we're looking out on God's creation. Absolutely. And one of the readings we use actually is we borrow it from the Easter Vigil. Yeah. Uh, we use the, the Genesis story of creation. Okay. And it's really, I think, you know, when you're looking out mm. at that whole vista, uh, you know, and you hear the yeah. creation story, it just it does something. And I think it's the feature of those, um, the places that have been chosen by and large when you look at them. Um, we'll say out in East Clare the ones overlooking Loch Derg West Clare they're overlooking mm-hmm. the Atlantic or in other parishes they're in these ancient monastic sites these monastery ruins where you imagine generations have gone before to pray and to worship and to welcome the Easter and so on so that Easter dawn is becoming a big tradition but um, Easter morning of course certainly is and the, and the whole celebration of the resurrection that's what we've been looking forward to mm-hmm. in all our preparations throughout Lent and Holy Week and Easter. And uh, in Spanish Point, uh, we have uh, Mm 9.30, we have a service there, which I'll I'll be at. And then uh, our other parishes have uh, communion services at 11.30, that's St. Columba in Ennis, Ennis. and then Kilnasula. My native native parish, Your hometown. hometown, Well, if you can make it, 11.30, you'd be very welcome. Well, I'll be in the middle of 11.30 in (laughs) Tola. I'll be in the middle of the 11 in Tola at that stage. One of the things that uh, they've been doing over the last few years in Spanish Point is two of the congregation, uh, Caroline and Alan Burgoyne, produce uh, a, a tr- uh, an Easter garden with yes. an empty tomb, yes. uh, which is there. And it's become quite a feature. And um, a few years ago, they had uh, some of the congregation who... There's a very close relationship with St. Joseph's... In Milton. Uh, in Milton. Yeah. Obviously, they're very close anyway, yes, but they're yes, very yes. supportive. And yeah. certainly, the St. Joseph's congregation support our church uh, with yes. events and things like that. But um, they come, and it will be open for visitors between 11 and 4 on Easter Sunday and Easter Monday okay. and it's getting quite a following so uh, p- if people are free do yes. come along and see that and it was interesting that one of the ladies was telling me that a few years ago when they did it for the first time and there was some of the congregation of St. Joseph's coming, one of them was actually moved to tears because yes. in the past when they were children, if they were walking yeah. past the church, they were told to turn their heads away from the away church. Away from the church. Isn't and, that incredible? Yeah. You know, th- that's not a criticism because, yes. you know, well, Protestants it's... have done some fairly uh, <laughs> ridiculous things towards the Catholics. Yes. But, I mean, it just shows the changes that we've had. I mean, at one stage yes. we were killing each other, Brendan. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah. um, we 
now well, at least can and, share. And I think what we realise now, and I think it's a very important point that Stephen makes, is that, you know, <laughs> we have a different enemy, you know, in the sense that we have, more, we have far more in common than divides us, and that we are all followers of the same gospel, and that we are all followers of the same God and the same Jesus Christ. And in fact, it is the increasing invasion of secularism and anti-Christian and mm. anti-religious perspectives that, so that there's a whole lot more that should bring us together than should divide us. Indeed. And a week like this, I think, is a wonderful week, yes. you know, where we, where we see how much is similar and how much we have in common. Actually, of all of the weeks, of the, I mean, people, mm. uh, going back to your remark about your, this is your busiest week. At all. <laughs> but actually, I, I love this week. I, ever since I suppose my, my days in college mm. and just been involved in the liturgy of it and things like that and the whole story because each year you can still mine an awful lot for prayer and reflection from it and mm-hmm. it just you know to give yourself the space to be able to do that so I mean I think if people just give themselves a bit of time mm-hmm. maybe if you can't go to all the ceremonies but that you do some bit of reflection this week here on Clare FM we will be helping those maybe who aren't able to get to, to yes. church or you know that way want to reflect with us on those days and on Holy Thursday we have a special program of reflection on uh, in the evening at 7 o'clock here on Clare FM and uh, then on Good Friday in the afternoon at 3 o'clock we have another half hour programme of uh, some prayer, music and reflection and on Saturday evening we have uh, nine o'clock. We're we're stepping in for we're Cle- stealing Father Cleese's hour. hour. We won't and be popular for no, that. Let no. me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, we have some nice reflections and Music our bishops, and Bishop, thoughts, Kenneth Bishop Kenneth and, Kenneth and Bishop, Bishop Finton. Finton, will be with us, joining us on those programs as right. well. So we're putting the final touches to those, and they'll be ready. And I hope that our listeners will enjoy them. Very good, very good, and, and thank you for all your work on that. Can we just maybe come out with a little piece of music that I've chosen, which is called Ubi Caritas, very much connected with uh, the Holy command Thursday. Holy Thursday, that where charity and love are found, there is God. Now, this particular setting, it's a lovely setting. It's a recent setting written by an American, I think, reminding us of what Holy Week is all about, I suppose, in some way. 